Asian. Put you on a list. There you go. All right. All right. Here we go. Woo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. We are in March 2017. Welcome back. Another fun, exciting, and finally dry episode of TCAT, Theatrical Conjecture Dissertation, a fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from a finally dry, well, it's dry for today, Southern California, and uh, coming to you from the now recovering from Mardi Gras, New mm-hmm. Orleans, Ms. Ray Stewart. How you doing, Ms. Stewart? Doing pretty good. It's been a while. Is is the hangover gone? Are you detoxing? Have you got it all through your system? Oh no, we don't. Uh, we don't partake in the Mardi Gras proclivities here. We um, you, you, know, you don't work. join in on the debauchery? No, um, no. That's a day for sleep because you know you work building props and getting these things ready for the parades, and then Mardi Gras day is like a rest day. Mm, mm, I'm over. Mm. You know, the whole parade thing is. Uh, it's good the first couple of times, and then you're just sort of over it. If you're not, you know, really from here and it's like ingrained in you and it's a thing that you have this nostalgic thing from going as a kid or you're visiting and this is like your first Mardi Gras you know if you're somewhere in the middle it does get kind of old oh you know I can imagine that I just didn't know if this year you might have taken part in the festivities no, this year we did less than we've ever done before. Because last year, you know, we went out and we tried to do some of the parades. Because, you know, Mardi Gras is two weeks and it's parades every day, basically, for like, especially the last week. And, you know, there's the ones that are uptown in the city and then there's a few that are out in the outskirts in Metairie. And some of those get pretty, pretty nuts. Like there was one, I don't remember what crew it was, but it was a daytime parade. It was kind of rainy and it was cold and they were just, you know, the guys on the the things throwing down the beads, they were getting so drunk. They were throwing like whole cans of beer and like full bags of beads at people trying to knock your camera out of your hand, like trying to bean kids in the head. Like it just. (laughs) Good Lord. Like there was one guy, he threw like a can of beer and then like then the people on the ground start getting pissed off and they start throwing shit back. And then um, I know that one year, like. Sometimes they have porta potties on the floats because you know it's like they're on that thing for a few hours and they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody threw like a, a water jug or a milk jug full of pee, like down. Like it just gets to be shenanigans. There's some really great, you know, artwork and some really great parades. Like I had some friends who they completely re- redone, you know, the crew of Pygmalion, and those were you know beautiful. But for the most part, New Orleans Mardi Gras is about the stuff that they throw down it's not necessarily like, like you go to carnival in other cities like you know in italy and in spain and some of these places where it's about the float work and it's about you know making mm-hmm. a bigger and they make these big huge you know sometimes political just very artistic floats and then they make new ones every year and every year they try to outdo each other here they just you know spit shine up the same floats every year maybe add one or two new pieces and then it's just about the crap that they throw off it's all about throwing jugs of pee at people 
No, it's all about throwing beads and kids want to mass like all these beads and all these like stuffed animals, like carnival type stuffed animals. And then they just throw them on the ground, you know, to go catch something else. Like it's not necessarily about the appreciating the artwork of the floats as much as I would like it to be at least. Well, maybe one of these Mardi Gras, they will. Well, maybe one of these Mardi Gras, I'd go and do, you know, somewhere in Europe, like go to Mardi Gras, where that's more of a focus. Like, I would love to be able to do that as a trip. That's true. That's rather true. than, you know, I mean, it, here is it's good for what it is if you're if you're into that, and you know, and then you experience it and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Like, Done that. Well, I don't really, you know, we don't really drink, so it's not that, you know, I'm trying to avoid mm. all the king cake. And then so, you know, everything that, that, that people look forward to for Mardi Gras here is just not something that I'm particularly into. I'm not like, you know, crapping on New Orleans or anything. It's just that's not what I'm particularly into. We got it. It's okay. Personal preference. Hey, girl, you, you got to do what's good for you. Right, 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 right. You know, but you know what's good for me? Is the fact that Moonlight won Best Picture? Yeah, I finally did get around to watching that. Oh, thank God! Woo. <laughs> oh, I can I can I can finally share how great and awesome it was with you without giving away anything. Now that right, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna give anything away. Exactly. Oh. I was kind of disappointed though uh, that. Mahershala Ali was only in the the first act. Um, he definitely was like a high point for me as far as, uh, well, the whole entire thing. Like I felt like he was definitely a bright spot. Mm-hmm. And it was it was unfortunate, like when we lost him in you know in the narrative. But it is what it is. It is what it do. I, it it I kind of thought for a second maybe he would show up in the third act for in some way shape or form right but just at the end i i was i was still fine with it and i was still um absolutely like i don't know if the word uh i don't know if i could say i was floored but i was still like just in in wow at the whole thing is like what did i just watch because it was just so incredibly uh, it's well written well paced it, it it was shot i mean it was just like holy hell this was good i mean i really can't say anything more, better than that to be honest well i mean i thought that you know for me it was a little bit um meandery and I could see how it's definitely a, a refreshing turn of pace to have a movie with a predominantly or entirely black cast that's not about racism, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not about the struggle or whatever, like like everything is. And so to have just, a, and this is something that we've touched on before and we've talked about at length before where, you know, to be able to have a movie that's just about people living their lives, like, you know, like a Sophie's Choice movie or a Manchester by the Sea movie, or a movie that's just about the ordinary and the ordinary, and it's not necessarily about civil rights or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. not to, to 
shit on um, uh, hidden fences <laughs> or anything. <laughs> but, you know, it is, there's something to be said to have uh, a movie that can, can have mainstream appeal that's just about people's lives and their experiences and their race is inconsequential. Yeah. Or not what it's about. Not necessarily inconsequential, but it's not the f- primary focus. Like, yeah. it's it's nice to have that not be something that you have to think about and you're constantly being forced to be like, you know, the the race relations in America. Like, that, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult because mm-hmm. it sort of colors everything that, or the lens that we view our our movies through and because there's so few full representations like every movie's forced to represent everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I, i'm not really sure if i'm articulating what i mean but it's like there's so few of them that everything has to be has to mean so much right no no no. i i i totally get it um uh be, I think the, yeah, that was good too. I saw um, Mark's interjecting. I was like, he was talking about Hacksaw Ridge, and I saw we saw oh, that too. Yeah. Um, and that was really great too. Um, that was a, a good movie. Way. But it, you know, and it was a little bit. We were a little salty about it because it's another one of those uh, very American stories, and it was all shot in Australia with <laughs> Australian and British actors. <laughs> That's true. So it's just like a little bit salty about it. That is true. I, that was a good movie, but I, I was just glad uh, Moonlight won because hopefully, and it's, it's always a hopefully, and there's always a fingers crossed that it's it it'll be it'll be for Hollywood when it comes to movies and stories. It'll be about the story. I mean, th- th- that Moonlight was it was all about the story. And right, it's all about normalization too yes. of seeing people of color in movies and having them be able to be a, a representation of just a general experience. Like for mm-hmm. so long and you know, and, and it's all the time. Like you watch a movie and it's just if there's a black person in a movie, there's a reason for it. Rather than this just happened to be the best actor for the job and it doesn't matter. Right. Um like watching The Martian, I felt like that movie, it literally could have been anybody instead of Matt Damon. Like, it could have been anybody. It could have been a Hispanic woman. It could have been, I would have watched the hell out of that movie if it was Angela Bassett. Like, it literally could have been anyone. Mm-hmm. However, in the way that our, you know, movie-making audience is set up, we're still under this preconceived notion that Americans will only watch a movie if they're seeing it through the eyes of a white man. And that's not necessarily true anymore. And I feel like, you know, maybe Hollywood is finally kind of catching up to that, that people will go see a movie like in droves, white women in droves went, brought their daughters to go see Hidden Figures, you know, like because it's a movie about the empowerment of women in a male, predominantly male, you know, STEM field and that's something that women are really trying to get their girls into is the the science and technology fields where you know they're doing really well in elementary school and middle school and then sometime around high school they start dropping off because they're systematically discouraged from pursuing mathematics and science as a a higher education or as a a plausible career path Mm -hmm. and 
I think Hollywood is just starting to finally get hip to the fact that Americans will watch a movie if it's a good movie, if it's a good narrative, and the avatar doesn't have to be general white man avatar like like, we can relate to other people like we uh, like me as a black woman have been relating to white men through movies my entire life so it's not too much to ask that people relate to people who don't necessarily look like them as their avatar when they're watching a movie and maybe hollywood is finally getting hip to that and it it's just a matter of normalization of seeing other people like you watch british shows and it's it's off-putting at first how like you'll just be watching a show and suddenly like there's this mix just inconsequential like it's not about that That's wait 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 they got as the there, actors there, there's a like, you you were saying there's a, a were you gonna say there's a mixed couple because because you broke up your your sound went out there. oh i was just saying there's like a mixed couple who's you know like it's like law and order and you know they go and they interview like their first you know people that they interview and it's just mm, a mixed couple right. and it's not about that you don't come back to them they don't make a point of it it just that's just who they cast for no reason like because those were the best actors for the roles not because they were trying to make a point about race relations mm-hmm. and it's off-putting at first to watch these shows and you're like oh there's black people where in an american show you wouldn't normally see an asian person or a black person mm-hmm. or you know a hispanic person in just a random I, it's, that's yeah. not about their race. Oh yeah, and, and and part of it is is also because for I mean, and but you know, and this goes back you know, countless movies, but obviously the the, the most recent um, kerfuffles is like um, uh, Matt Damon's The Great Wall, and then that Gods of Egypt movie is right. Hollywood is very fixated on on uh, it, it has to have a name. Or it won't make money, which I think really it sells this. To me, if if your story has to have a name, then you're obviously your story is weak. Your movie's weak for whatever reason, and and I also think it sells the audience short in that unless they see a marquee name, they're not going to go. Maybe that was the case. Maybe that was the case in the eighties. You know, their seventies and eighties, because I think there was still a um, a mystique to the movies and the movie stars. Sure. Um, because I, I look with social media and everything's opened up, and everybody realizes, hey, there's nothing really special about these people. They they live like us. They have faults like us. They just happen to do this acting thing really well. So I don't think that there is the mystique you know that goes back with hollywood going way back to like the you know the 40s and 50s right so so then seeing a name doesn't evoke the same thing now as it would then now it's more so about okay it's it's the quality it's a quality movie so i think they can sort of get out of that mindset if it doesn't have a big name it's not going to sell because there's plenty of movies with big names that are just absolute trash. Oh, there's tons of movies that yeah. just go straight to Redbox. But, you know, it's interesting, too, because we're in such a, a society of outrage and everybody wants to be upset about something oh, without even seeing it. Yeah. Like there's um, and, and, you know, and I will it, point out that movie, The Great Wall, the outrage right. without even seeing it. It's right. like uh, I, I don't 
I, I think that that was kind of misplaced on that one. But I think it was a little misplaced on that one too because yeah. Matt Damon's character—it's not like he was playing a character that would have been Asian. He was right. actually playing, you know, a white man who was going to China to steal the uh, formula for gunpowder, which is a thing that ha- like that—that that was a thing, you know, right. like. Europeans trying to figure out how to do gunpowder mm-hmm. and then this other thing happens while he's there. So it's not necessarily like a ghost in the shell where Scarlett Johansson is playing a clearly Asian character that mm-hmm. could have gone to an oh, Asian yeah. actress Easily. and it's such an iconic character and movie that has a built-in audience that would have gone to see it regardless. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be Scarlett Johansson to, like the studio wasn't it wasn't a risk to cast an Asian actress in that role. Like it wouldn't have been a risk. And they're so, you know, it seems like they're so risk averse. And so in the old school mindset that they're blinded by. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's still, yeah. I mean, the, the, it, it's still going to take a while to totally, to, to totally get it out because they're so, because all of this also boils down to, you know, they're just thinking the money. They're just thinking that opening weekend sure. take, and and it 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 sort of boils down to that. That right. we'll uh, see these movies like Moonlight and Fences and Hidden Figures that are breaking box office records is definitely a step in the right dis- oh, yeah. direction. Oh, and yeah. seeing movies like that Nina Simone travesty not do well it's like audiences are telling you this is what we like this is what we don't like yeah and it's not like oh this innocent moment movie didn't do well that means biopics about black people don't do well let's not make anymore it's about no this movie had terrible makeup terrible effects mm-hmm. true to the and the acting wasn't up to par and we're not going to support it and that's just that um and so then you have you know movies that give you those things and you do go see it and they get the money you know the box office numbers and then it's it's nice that it's you know it's not like oh black movies don't do well because this one movie didn't do well and hollywood's been saying forever that female led movies don't do well and that's clearly untrue when you right. have these like you know the hunger games franchise which you know was was everything for a while and it's like it's just they're so these you know these old executives are so stuck in their old mindset of what an audience will and won't go see that they're not necessarily and they're and it's getting better because you know it's just a slow process where as these old guys are moving out and you know these younger people are moving in that that know what they like and mm-hmm. what they like is quality regardless of the old rules oh yeah and 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 um and also it 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 also helps in in this age of it's easier to create the content sure. that that people are people uh, i think millennials are used to seeing i would just say virtual newcomers in different uh, you know millennials are watching more different types of of be it web series or or I mean, or stuff that is so far from being on, or or, or things like Netflix originals. Yeah, Netflix know. originals are good, like or, or, except for the Adam Sandler well, ones. Yeah. But in or, general, like I don't know, man. There, do you see Will Smith got a new Netflix original yeah, that's about to come is, out? This is what I'm saying. And, it's, like, it's like now that the paradigm is okay. We 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 don't need the Hollywood studios. We, we don't even need the networks. 
Right, and they don't need the box office because they have an audience that's already there. Already you already there. have your subscription. Exactly. And 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 that, you know, also derived from people just creating their own content. It's I, I think this this generation and thankfully all the older generation is just dying out, but this generation they they are very much not stuck on a name. I mean, they will see a name if it's somebody they like, but for them, don't need it. You just have to make something good and they will watch. Right. You know, and especially nowadays, it has to be good because there's so many options that a name itself, look, like this Will Smith Netflix thing. I hope it's good, but if it sucks ass, trust me, it don't matter if Will Smith. It doesn't it. matter. I mean, you saw that Adam Sandler garbage. Yeah. You, you will have just wasted. Yeah, you just wasted your money in paying a Will Smith or, or paying Adam Sandler for garbage that nobody's going to watch. But it doesn't matter because one, well, one, they watched the hell out of that movie. Apparently, it like did extremely well on Netflix. But two, it doesn't matter because they already got your money. Well. In a Netflix case, yeah, it, it, it in a sense it doesn't matter to them because I mean, yeah, they've already. I'm not going to cancel money. my Netflix because that Adam Sandler movie sucked. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, not going to watch the movie. On. Yeah, right. You just go move on and watch something else. Like That's you watch true. that Drew Barrymore show, the the Santa Clarita Diet, or you watch, you know, whatever other new Netflix. Like, there's a ton of stuff coming out on Netflix. Like, it's just a glut of really interesting, well made content. Yes, that is. And there is so much that I. I I, I can't I'm keep a little up with worried, it. though, because there's about you. You hear about the writer strike, right? It's, what writer strike? There's a writer strike brewing, and you know what happened last time? Oh, another one again? Yeah. Oh lord! Wait, well, what, what's, the, what's like, the issue this time? Um, I think it's the same thing with this explosion of new content, new platforms, and you know everybody's making money hand over fist, and the writers are not getting what they feel is their fair share for this explosion in content. Which you know I can totally understand that because you know there's been some quality writing, and if they're not getting a piece of that pie, because it's the same thing they said when internet content first started, and they were like, oh, we don't know how we're going to monetize this, we're not going to pay actors anymore, and like, you would do commercials for the internet, and it would be like, squat, and they tried to do that with sat, you know, like having, you know, internet commercials, like, it'll be big companies too, like, big companies that know full well that they have the money to pay their actors the normal commercial rate. They would, you know, play that game. Like, nobody knows what's going to happen with the internet. And now, you know, things are a little more solid and it's a little less Wild Westy. And people are making money hand over fist and they figured out how to monetize it finally. Are acting like, like they still don't have to pay the writers what they're due. And, you know, it's going to this is kind of like where we've entered another golden age of content. And it was a huge setback when, you know, we lost a lot of really good shows. When was that, like 2007? Yeah. The last writer's strike. We lost a lot of good shows that were, you know, peak TV. And so it's just a matter of seeing how this plays out. Like there it hasn't happened yet, but it looks like it it might. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's a very real possibility, and so it's you know it, that could affect pilots that you know that have been, they've shot these pilots and all these shows have been picked up, but now they don't have any episodes. So what's going to air next year? You know what's going to happen with some movies that that don't get rewrites, that don't get finished? Like it's just like the writers' strike really shuts things down. Well, hopefully this time 
whatever has to happen happens quickly and they get it taken care of without killing people's jobs or or ruining jobs for people who who especially need them that's for sure that's that's my main thing i mean that was a big um I don't want to say I don't want to blame writers, but I mean it was definitely a there was a lot going on at the time. Oh yeah, but it's a contributing factor to you know runaway productions that were leaving Los Angeles and coming mm-hmm. to other markets like, like you know New Orleans and Atlanta and North Carolina and Mississippi and these right to work states. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like yeah. that's another you know California is just now starting to rebound from all of that and lure in back these productions and something like this could, could be just a definite, derail that. Yeah, yeah. So well, we'll just have to see what happens. Hopefully, again, it just takes care of itself really quickly. Um, I mean, maybe I can finally catch up yeah. on all this stuff that I'm trying to watch and I'm like, <laughs> exactly. so much stuff in my queue because new stuff keeps coming out. Like, have you seen Legion? Like, I'm really into that right now. No, I, I haven't seen that yet. I'm just like, oh, oh, sweet Jesus. It's just so much stuff, you know? Yeah, it's on FX. It's weird, but I'm I'm totally into it right now. I know. I got to catch up on that. And no, I'm not answering that phone, so I don't care. Let it rain. All right. One thing I'm I'm, I'm really just not going to um, get into because I really didn't care all that much. I just really found out about it at the end. Uh, don't care about the Oscars. Uh, I was just glad when I found out Moonlight won, be it in a ridiculous, confusing way. Don't care. Yeah, that was fortunate, though. But I, But I will say this. It will always be remembered, though. The year yeah. they won... Ain't nobody gonna forget it, so I'm glad they won. I'm glad Viola Davis won. Uh, Marshall, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I'm glad Mahershala. She... Mahershala. I finally like because of the Oscars. I finally know how to pronounce uh, pronounce um, my dude's name. I know for a fact Denzel should have won, but oh yeah, please yeah yeah that was hard. Then the, the, listen, I still can't get over the fact they didn't give him Malcolm X. He is still old for that one. There's they no... gave it to him for training day. You know you can't have more than one right now. Obviously. He's got one for supporting for glory, and he's got one for training day. So that's it. He should have got one for my... That man should have four right now. I'm sorry. I mean, he definitely deserved glory, that's for sure. That's... Whew. I, I can't watch glory, you know, too much because it's just... It brings back too many feels, you know what I'm saying? It's, you it's get just... that, you get the single tear. Oh, <laughs> girl, listen, come on now, come on. You you tell me you didn't see that you were just like, God damn, come on, come on. Every time I see that, I'm looking and I'm staring like, how the hell did he do this? I, I'm sorry, I'm just saying. It's okay. And Morgan Freeman, still looking old, but, you know, and Morgan Freeman was great. Glory's just a great movie. Whatever. Yeah. But Denzel should have got, and that's okay. It doesn't matter. Because everybody knows. Everybody just knows Denzel don't put out no bullshit. And that's fine. So, Oscars, whatever. It's all, you know, said and done, blah, blah, blah. Don't really care. Now, we got a whole new slate of new stuff. So, it's like, now I'm geared up for spring movies. Now I know I'm. I, I have a feeling you haven't seen John Wick two yet. I haven't, and I haven't seen Get Out. I'm going to see probably both of those this week. Right. Um, 
I, I still I haven't I haven't had all a chance three of those. To, to run and see Get Out Get as well, but I'm going to see them this coming weekend, uh, as well as seeing Kong Skull, Skull Island, which has yep. gotten a lot of good reviews, and they keep saying it is a hell of a lot of fun. It looks great. Seriously, so I can't wait to see that. But John Wick Two, if you like the first John Wick, you will the like the first John Wick was ridiculous, but I did it was entertaining. Oh, if you thought the first one was ridiculous this one is going to take your ridiculous meter and throw it out the window it is nuts and it opens the door for the third one which is going to be absolutely astronomically off the scale and i can't tell you why because then that kind of gives away the movie but when you see the movie you will understand what i'm saying by the end of it trust Mm. me it is it is just I had to see this movie twice because there's so much going on. I'm like, I think I've missed a million and a half things. Mm-hmm. And I, I did. So when I saw it again, I was like, holy hell, that's a lot going on. It It, it is nonstop. I think there's like four scenes where where somebody's not dying. That <laughs> through this whole movie that I was like, oh, wow. It is literally breathless as it just keeps going and going and going. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, and then... I, I Did you get a chance to see Get Out? I haven't had a chance yet. I'm going this okay. this coming weekend. Okay. Uh, I did see Logan yesterday. Yeah. And Logan is a good movie, but it, it pissed me off. Okay. But, no, no, no. <laughs> the movie didn't piss me off. What pissed me off is it's such a it was such a good movie, and it was such a a nice bookend to the X Men franchise. Yeah. It, but it pissed me off is how fucked up the X-Men franchise is that I'm like, yeah. God damn it, I can't even look back on the franchise and and see a nice narrative and just right. dwell on a great story. All I Yeah, because it's so, it, it's so fucked up. It is so disjointed. And I'm like, oh my God, and they gave you this movie just the perfect, uh, well, it's close to a perfect ending. Well, I'm hoping, oh. you know, with this movie that uh, Marvel and Fox will come to some kind of a deal. Because Hugh Jackman, you know, this is supposed to be his last movie. But he did say that he'd be willing to continue to play Logan if he joins the MCU. So here's hoping they can make a deal like they did, like Sony did with Spider-Man. But then if they do that, it, it's... I mean, look, if if Marvel gets their hands in the X-Men franchise, that I'm like, okay... Everything I everything is off. I'm so on board for whatever they want to do. Right. But man, though, this movie, it. I can't say anything. You just have to see it. I mean, this is not a happy movie, by any. No, means. I know. I know. I mean, I know the story. I know. Um... It's just like, ugh. It's. I mean, I thought it was a, if he if he was going to walk away, and if Patrick Stewart was going to walk away, I'm like, this is the perfect movie to do it. Well, this is so, you know, this is like, if he were to join the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe as an Avenger, it would go back in time. Like, it would be pre-this. Wait, yeah. And and I kind of wouldn't be mad, but then I'm like, Jesus Christ, I had to sit through nine years of all those other crappy movies to finally get to, <laughs> like, the good stuff? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, they really, they really wrecked up I mean, uh, did, did you X-Men see X-Men Apocalypse? Did you see that shit? 
I saw it. Oh god. I was really you know, we we had a long discussion. I had a rant I about it because it they had the perfect opportunity to reset everything and fix it and they didn't. It was a squandered opportunity. It, it was it was junk. It was nonsense. It was like, oh god. A dumpster fire. Yes, it was a dumpster fire of a movie. And 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 uh you know what? I was just you know, it, it, it's it's Fox that that has X Men, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, they have the Fantastic Four too, which uh, they can't seem to get. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. They absolutely don't know what they're doing. And Warner Brothers is about to screw the pooch with Justice League and Batman as well. Right. So it's it's. All, I mean, for the simple fact uh, that they have you know a Fantastic Four and it's done what it's done, and then Marvel's got Guardians of the Galaxy, which is I would say those two franchises as far as you know, uh, name recognition and value are pretty, you know, on par with each other. And well, I would actually argue the other one has. I would, been, I would argue Fantastic Four have. And I would say that they're less. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Four had way more name recognition than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, nobody knew who the hell Guardians of yes, the Galaxy was. But I tell you right now, ain't nobody checking for a Fantastic Four movie. They are no. anxiously no. awaiting the second Guardians movie. Which is probably going to be awesome too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Doctor Strange, which wasn't the best, wasn't yeah. as bad. As Fantastic Four. Not even close. Not even close. I don't know what to tell you, Fox, Warner Brothers, uh, whoever you have in charge, doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Um, you you need to call up Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name is, and ask him, uh, how do I make sense of all this? And actually get a, a a a real cinematic universe with all this property because you are wasting. And the worst part is you're wasting the years of like good actors who really do fit some of these roles pretty well. Mm -hmm. And you are just wasting their years when they could be giving you some good stuff by you putting out a bunch of crap. Yeah, Chris Evans was lucky to get out when he did. What? Exactly, because he makes a great Captain America. He wasn't a he wasn't a bad fit for Johnny no, Storm though either. Like if they had done if they would have done it right, done it right. But like you know he what? He makes fine. a great Captain America, and they've used yeah. him wonderfully yes. in his prime. Uh, it, uh, 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 I just it's okay. Take a breath. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say for Logan. It's a must see, but for others who who sort of invested themselves in, in trying to give this whole X-Men franchise a chance. It'll just piss you off at what Fox has wasted in, in, in even more of the emotional punch this movie could have had if, if they had a, a franchise that really made sense instead of maybe the occasional good movie in there that... Uh, 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 and the way they've just treated the Logan character, the the Wolverine, yeah, because the itself. older, the other Wolverine movies uh, are garbage, garbage, garbage. Like if you get one that's f superb, and then it's like, and then another two that are just terrible. The garbage that preceded it, uh, it's like, it, I mean, I, I, I'm not even, don't, even, I'm not even gonna go, not even, not even, just gonna let it go, just gonna let it go, don't care. Don't care. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm done. 
I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, I walked out kind of pissed off after seeing a great movie, which I really shouldn't have, but, you know, I just did. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. That's okay. It's okay. okay. Gotta let it go. Just gonna let it go. But you know what I'm gonna mention? Mm. And do a little self promotion. Not for me, but for you. I saw you got t shirts on sale now. Oh, I do. You know, I'm I'm about to go get me one. I think we've got to make sure everybody knows about those t shirts. Where can they get them? well, they can just go to the goodmorningantioch.com mm-hmm. website and they can purchase them there. There's also like prints of photos and, you know, there'll be some sign things. And then uh, the season finale just aired uh, today. It dropped today. And with that is a huge cliffhanger that our viewers and fans can vote on how they think that we should progress. And we'll pick at random one of our voters and they'll get a crate full of swag so they'll get a t-shirt they'll get some signed things they they'll get like you know some some really cool stuff that we've been making over the past year just um antioch swag mm-hmm. um and so just by voting of of how they think the show should go and we're gearing up you know i want to we're gonna you know take this time to to finish off the sets and and then when it comes back it'll be completely the the live action version as long as well as the podcast version Boom. so, come so on, yeah people so we have our she first season in- how you want it to end yep. your input your input and win some cool stuff it doesn't get any easier it's all free come on son yeah it's free millennials love that pick shit. somebody and then you know free yeah 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 like We'll have a random selection process. You can vote on, uh, if you watch it on YouTube, there's a, a instant poll at the end of the episode. You can just click on it and vote. Or you can send a Facebook message. Or you can tweet at us at BMSS Antioch. Um, Is any there... of these, these, you can email, contact at goodmorningantioch.com. Like there's, there's several ways you can just uh, vote at me. Um, Is there an option to, to vote for uh, thermonuclear detonation? <laughs> I'm just then saying. There wouldn't be a show. There wouldn't no, be a second you, season. You can always make a second season, but that would just be like, oh, everybody's everybody's mutated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've I, I did happen to watch uh, uh, War Games the other day. I was watching a bit of it, and and the whole thermonuclear uh, war game. I I just watched it, and it kind of stuck with me. And I I thought, how quaint is that? I know, but you know, are we about to start entering, re-entering the age of duck and cover? Because I'm feeling a little paranoid about things with our uh, shenanigans with Russia these days. Girl, listen, it, it, who knows what's going on? I, I can't even, uh, it is so, abs- it is so bad shit crazy right now coming out of D.C. I don't even have a clue what's going to happen. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to look at all those doomsday preppers. I'm like, you know, you guys are on to something. You guys are... It, it, who knows what's going to happen? Right. You literally have an orange lunatic running the country. 
I mean, now he's saying that Barack Obama has t- tapped his phones in Trump Just Tower and is, make it in- with no with no proof or evidence. But then in the same night, he's tweeting at Arnold Schwarzenegger for uh, ruining The Apprentice. I'm just like he has zero focus. Like he is just it's like that all over. I, I I need the person running the country to be worried about what Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing on TV. Really, he's like my white friend's racist grandpa that goes off on random tangents about the help stealing his stuff, and it's like oh, he's like no one wants to say anything. Everybody's just looking around uncomfortably while you know. I mean, it happens. he he's he's he has the mindset of a thirteen year old. He'll just say whatever, has the attention span of a four-year-old that it, it just swings wildly. It, uh, I don't know. I, listen, stock up on cans of beans, lots of <laughs> aluminum foil. Uh, that ramen, get that ramen. Ramen is light. <laughs> you know, get your jugs of water and some tape to keep the, the, the radioactive uh, fallout out your house. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. It is, I just tell everybody, listen, I ain't vote for the man. He ain't my president. That is, this is all on you. So I walk around every day feeling good because I did not cause any of this shit. And the funny thing is, the funniest part is I go to work. I know during the election and, you know, there was lots of people, lots of pro-Trump people. Who wanted to talk about it? Oh, you know, I want to talk about it. And, and then this. And, and can you believe what you find out about her emails? That and this. And, and they were very talkative. And then when they got oh, elected. Oh, using AOL. Yeah, listen. AOL, Don. Listen. <laughs> and even when he got elected, they were very talkative still. But look, he's going to do this and this and this. I yeah. tell you what. For the past month, I have not heard nary one of them whether it be in a cafeteria or by a water cooler or at the coffee machine, they talk about everything else but politics now. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't say anything, but I find it so funny that all of these these pro-Trump people, they, they talk about their cars, their kids, the wife, the weather, all sorts of other stuff. They don't ever mention politics anymore. Because I think even they're like, is this motherfucker crazy? They, yes. they don't know. Don't know. How do They're you not, not know? I mean, He's seventy fucking years old. A seventy year old man don't change. No. Yeah, and they're acting like, like the shit that he said ten years ago. Oh, he it was. It was so long ago. He was. He was sixty <laughs> he was different. years old. He was sixty years old. Sixty year old like, man don't a, change. It's indiscretions of youth. Get the heck <laughs> that. I hear for that indiscretions of you don't change i'm like oh please uh, he's 65 years old talking about grabbing women by the pussy <laughs> and they're talking about it was a different time <laughs> oh. a different time <laughs> get out of here i am not Ooh. here for that it's like please please and and and, and i and i it don't even get me started Whenever I see, you know, you had like all the heads of the HBCUs in there. I'm like, why did y'all go there? And then to find out, like a, a bunch of them said, yeah, it turns out we, we were just there for the photo op for him. Of course you were. Of course you were. 
Listen, he don't look the only oh, like the, that the, statement that Betsy DeVos put out about how these HBCUs were pioneers in school choice, as like, if they weren't created out of necessity, necessity because there was no choice. Eggs. Like, get the f out of here with that. Look, like, look, Trump can he can he can trot out his coon squad of of Uncle Ben uh, and 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 Omarosa. and Omarosa. <laughs> You know, and, and and they can shuck and jive for him in front of the TV to 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 make it sound like he gets along well with the blacks. His African Americans. He's oh. like, I got an African American right here. <laughs> He's got two, and again, I will always refer to them as the Coon Squad because that's all they are—just cooning and shucking for him. But, but there should be—I don't. There should be no African American in this country that really has any interest. To meet this man and talk to him. I'm like... I love how Maxine Waters has sort of come out front on this as just the face of not here for this. She, 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 she is the face of no fucks given when it comes to Donald Trump. She's like, I don't care anymore. She's just going to say what she wanted to say and just not care. Because and, cause she know the truth. This man don't give no shits. Come on now. I'm still waiting for him to apologize for being a birther. Oh, yeah. No. Because now he doesn't have to apologize because Barack Obama's tapped his phone. Uh, Well, fuck that. He still got to apologize to me. So I'm still waiting on that. Until I get that, he ain't got shit he can do for me. It's just really scary to seeing like this is all a huge distraction as they, you know, of course. gut the EPA and these mm-hmm. things that are pushing through that are, you know, we've made. I remember growing up in Los Angeles when I was a kid and there would be red days where you we would have recess indoors because the air quality was so bad that we weren't allowed to go outside. Like, this was school policy. Like, there were days that the weatherman would come on and be like, it's air quality's in the red. You can't go outside. And, you know, just to be there as an adult and see, you know, I moved back to L.A. as as an adult. And to see, you could see the Hollywood sign from anywhere. To see the sky isn't brown, almost red because of smog. And just to see how things have gotten so much better and, you know, even if you don't believe in climate change and you don't believe in global warming for whatever reason, you're a flat earther or a moon landing denier, whatever, it doesn't matter. Don't you want to live in a place that's clean? Like, I don't understand the mentality behind people who don't believe in climate change. That's fine. But don't you want to be able to breathe and drink water and have food that doesn't have pesticides all in it? And, you know, I don't understand why you don't want that for your kids and your grandkids. Like you just care about the money that you can make right now Mm -hmm. and they can buy. I mean, they've literally said water, clean water, Nestle, but you know, buying up all this water for to bottle and sell us back to us. They're saying clean water is not a right. It's a privilege. And that is really frightening that our government is willing to just be like, yeah, okay. That's fine. Trust me. Most of his voters, be they middle-aged white dudes or older, they are going to find out. It, it, all you got to do, watch how they fuck up health care. Watch how they fuck up. It, you thought Flint was bad. 
you're going to get a bunch more of those. Just sit back and just let it happen. And then when they start bitching and complaining, I'm going to be sitting there watching TV, eating my popcorn, and just enjoying the spectacle. Because it was right in front of y'all, but but somehow Hillary Clinton's emails freaked y'all the fuck out. But I'm like, go right ahead. You roll with this senile 70-year-old man and see where that gets you. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And and I I'll I'll say one I know he's not listening. You know what? For a quick second I would have said I know he's not listening to this podcast, but he just very well might because he watches every other <laughs> bullshit on TV. If so, you tag him, if you tag him in like a hashtag, maybe he'll watch it. So you know what? <laughs> if you are listening to this, I'm not even call you president, Mr. Trump. Always remember, fuck you now and fuck you forever. That's all I got to say. Strong words, Mr. Chambers. Please. That, I'm not even going to get started. Not even going to get started. Not even going to get started. But I want to tell our people out I there. I mean, with Fox News, I mean, I have never thought that I would have common ground with Shepard Smith and Bill O'Reilly. But even they're like kind of, you know, they're not even sure what's going on with this. Not so, I, I, not so much Bill O'Reilly. But Shepard Smith. He's even said, you know, he's even come a little bit to the defense. A little of bit, but see, but Shepard Smith. Is, Shepard is not here for that. Yeah, Shepard's not here <laughs> for any of that. Trust me, and he's he's probably one or maybe two of the actual news people that they have who actually tries to report news. Mm-hmm. I've noticed his history, even in the Obama administration, he will actually try to report news rather than do a whole bunch of editorializing but right. even this time he's been like what in the hell is this man talking about yeah he's not he's not here for it either so uh and and obviously in the way that this administration has rolled back all the the trans protections and um who knows how else they might go after the the lgbt you know community Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Shep's not not here for it either. So, but um, but fuck them, fuck them all, don't care. Um, but our listeners, remember, get out there to the movies. We told you what to see. I'm sure you've already seen John Wick two. Definitely go see Logan. I hope everybody's getting a chance to go see Get Out, and and then next week see Kong Island to have a good time. Okay. Everybody get out there. Don't forget, Good Morning Antioch, there's swag to buy. There's T-shirts. There's a season finale. And then there's 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 a season finale to vote on. You get to vote what happens next. And then you get to win even more swag. And then we got You might the, win a whole loot crate. A whole, a whole loot crate. crate. And then there's going to be the live action Good Morning Antioch coming up. I mean, come on, people. There is good shit coming down the pike here. All right? Slowly but surely... The next media empire is being born. Yes. And Dystopian sci-fi with black people. And it doesn't matter that they're black. It's amazing. It's revolutionary. Revolutionary. It makes you want to <laughs> grab your Afro pick and throw a fist in the air. Revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. All right. So again... You want to get in contact with us about any of this stuff? 
You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email us, tcatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, uh, find us on Stitcher, on Hipcast, on iTunes. Uh, you can give us a call. 504-345-9344. Bam! At that number. You can also on TuneIn Radio. That's right. We're also on TuneIn Radio as well as Good Morning Antarctic, which is on all those as well. Whew. All right, people. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. Seriously, we want to hear from you. I mean, look, I truly appreciate all the different streams and downloads that I know is happening because I've seen it on the HipCast website. I've seen the stats. So I'm like, okay, you guys are listening and it's much appreciated. But feel free to get in contact with us. We don't, we, we, we won't bite. We're gentle. We appreciate it all. So while we appreciate all the streams and the downloads, definitely get in touch with us. It's all good. Love to hear from you. Yeah, call. Leave us Seriously. a message. We'll play your message on the air and answer your questions. Anything. Anything at all. You want some more pictures uh, signed for a charade? Boom. We'll make it done. We'll do another turkey uh, drop and, and we'll get the whole country <laughs> as her number one fan site. <laughs> for 2017. Yep. This stuff's going to go down. I mean, want you all to be a part of it. That's right. Oh, man. Whew. I think I might need a nap. This is all so much. This is all so much. <laughs> this is all, just getting old. Even old people need naps now, it seems. Oh, insane. Insane. All right, so for myself and Ms. Stewart, oh, just want to say thank you. <laughs> You're all right. You're gonna, I, you're I, be okay. I, seriously, I, I I do need to lie down. It's just so much, and kind of recuperate. I mean, once you hit your forties, it's it's a whole different world here. Lots of things. I don't just, know. I'm still I'm still 27 again. I know you. You're still young. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. <laughs> I've been 27 for a really long time. Uh, whatever you do, hold on for dear life. Because <laughs> all of a sudden things start hurting on me that just never hurt before, and I haven't even done anything. For the both of us, to all of you out there, enjoy and see you.